up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, September 14th. Here's what you missed while you were secretly hoping Trump does go on Joe Rogan's podcast to debate Biden. We begin today with the news that Tropical Storm Sally has strengthened to hurricane status as it bears down on the Louisiana-Alabama coast and the Gulf. With it is coming dangerous storm surges, heavy rain, and gusty winds. Quote, National Hurricane Center forecasts an extremely dangerous and life-threatening storm surge to extend through areas outside of Port Fouchon, Louisiana, to the Alabama-Florida border. Flash flood and major river flooding is expected along southeastern Louisiana, Mississippi, and alabama through the middle of the week and may spread further across southeastern U.S., end quote. He's still on the comeback from Hurricane Laura. Sally looks like it's expected to be only a Category 2 by the time it hits land. Now, we're in the peak of hurricane season, but this is definitely not the end. In fact, this has been a pretty active hurricane season this year, so much so that we've run out of names for the year. Yeah, Tropical Storm Vicky was recently just named, so now there's only one left, Wilfred. After that, the NHC has to switch to Greek letters for further named storms. This is the first time this has happened since 2005. So far, we've already seen 20 named storms. The average is 12. And now with the arrival of La Nina and the absence of El Nino, it's possible we see even more. And a real quick side note, since most people don't understand what those two things are, quote, in a typical El Nino phase, much of the Pacific Ocean is characterized by warmer waters, whereas La Nina features a cooling of those same Pacific waters. In the case of hurricanes, La Nina weakens high atmospheric winds, which allows warm air pockets to grow vertically and develop into hurricanes, end quote. 2020 has already declared itself a winner for wildest year on record and this hurricane season is just going to be added to the footnotes Now, we haven't spoken about Brexit in a while, so let's see what the latest is. Well, it looks like the UK Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is just up to his old ways and trying to renege on his Brexit deal of just last year. There's now been five former Prime Ministers that have spoken out against this action of breaking international law by violating a treaty. And he's now facing, quote-unquote, intra-party rebellion over this new bill that overrides provisions related to Northern Ireland. See, Ireland is still in the EU. And so the UK may end up with no long-term trade deal with the European Union, causing significant economic disruption, which is what we've all been worried about this whole time. Not to mention the fact of just walking back on a deal signed just a year ago. I mean, that's worse than Donald walking away from any of the deals that his predecessor made. Both of them make international partners wary of signing anything with each respective country. Quoting former Prime Minister Gordon Brown, it's self-harm. You can't sign an international treaty. What was it? 12 months ago, the prime minister negotiating it, he's signing it and then break it. You've got no respect. Or former PM John Major saying, for generations, Britain's word solemnly given has been accepted by friend and foe. Our signature on any treaty or agreement has been sacrosanct. If we lose our reputation for honoring the promises we make, we'll have lost something beyond price that may never be regained. End quote. Yeah, it, it's not looking good for Boris right now because honestly, the entire notion and argument for Brexit was a lost cause from the beginning. We all knew that it was going to end up this way. Botched, balmy, making everyone cheese off and just generally arse over tit. 
And here's the TikTok update. Late Sunday night, while watching the Cowboys get jerked by the refs on a bad call and lose to the LA Rams, news came in that Microsoft was officially out of the TikTok deal. And instead, it was going to Oracle. What's worse, Oracle isn't even buying the company. They're not buying anything. Actually, they're getting paid. So it's kind of weird that Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary, is recommending the deal. The only good thing to come of this is that TikTok's 1,400 U.S. employees won't be out of a job at the end of the week. Details are still kind of sparse, but it looks like all Oracle is going to be doing is like a super host for U.S. data. They get a trusted tech partner status, but no idea what that actually really means. Maybe they can audit source code on a quarterly basis or something, but that doesn't really mean much. TikTok could still input anything that they want in the meantime. TikTok will remain pretty much the same for now. It's not going to be separate at all. There's not going to be a European TikTok and an American TikTok anymore, but it doesn't make it any more safe. See, Microsoft wanted to completely separate it, and they made a statement saying so, quote, we would have made significant changes to ensure the service met the highest standards for security, privacy, online safety, and combating misinformation. We look forward to seeing how the service evolves in these important areas. The implicit message is clear. We wanted to change TikTok to actually make it safe, and ByteDance said no, end quote. And that's why this is so suspect. So you can guarantee the Trump team is going to call this a victory, but it really does nothing. Quote, a deal where Oracle takes over hosting without source code and significant operational changes would not address any of the legitimate concerns about TikTok, former Facebook security chief Alex Stamos said on Twitter. And the White House accepting such a deal would demonstrate that this exercise was pure grift. The TikTok algorithm, the one that runs the For You page and the one that I told you was the real genius behind the app, well, that's still going to be under the control of ByteDance and thus China, meaning the propaganda can continue, the filtering of certain content can continue, and Oracle pretty much just becomes a contractor. Quote, if you were concerned about TikTok before, there's no obvious reason you should be less concerned now, end quote. Now, I guess it'd be prudent to mention that Oracle's CEO, Larry Ellison, is a huge Trump supporter. There's no way he got that contract for being a political ally, though, right? Hmm. Well, it looks to me like China called Trump's bluff, and he's going to fold and keep it moving. Quote, but every time someone calls your bluff and wins, it gets a little harder to play the game. We're still in the early days of a long fight over Chinese technology. How much can we trust it and how much can we afford not to? That fight is bigger than TikTok or Trump. Because of the TikTok fiasco, it'll be harder to take a future president seriously when they raise the alarm about a piece of network hardware or a tracking cookie leaking data back across the Great Firewall. In this game, America's strength is its credibility and its ability to influence allies. Both of those have taken a clear hit from the Oracle deal. Trump himself stepped away with only a minor loss, but like so many of his deals, he was playing with someone else's money. Well, if we thought the trip to Mars would be rough, but help in search of life in the universe, it might surprise you that we've found signs of life even closer. Venus. Yeah, that's right. Scientists are saying they've detected gas in the clouds of Venus that on Earth is produced by microbial life. Now, there's no real geological or chemical explanation yet for why else it would exist there. Quote, the mystery raises the astonishing possibility that Venus, the planet that comes closest to Earth as it whizzes 
around the sun might have some kind of life flourishing more than 30 miles up in its yellow hazy cloud. Nothing could live on what passes for land on Venus. Its smooth volcanic plains are a scorching hellscape hot enough to melt lead, where the temperatures exceed 800 degrees Fahrenheit. High in the clouds, however, the pressures and temperatures and acidity levels would be less intense, end quote. Okay, so yeah, not exactly E.T. coming home to visit, but it does lend some more credence to the belief that Venus was once inhabited before becoming the hellscape it is now. So this might lead to a new mission to Venus to sample the clouds. We know very little about the planet, and being so close to it in our own solar system, it's kind of a shame. And hey, while it's still unlikely there's any actual real life on Venus, microbial or otherwise, it's still great to dream and then science your way out of it. And finally, have you seen these new Travis Scott McDonald's commercials? If you have and have been confused why there's an animated Travis Scott hocking Big Macs and french fries, well, one, you're not alone. It's lit transforms into I'm loving it. Pretty interesting. The guy, honestly, is a marketing genius. Not only is there a Travis Scott meal, a simple quarter pounder with bacon, lettuce, barbecue sauce, and a Sprite, but he also has 59 merch items for sale on his website. T-shirts, jeans, shorts, and action figure that looks just like the guy in the commercial, hoodies, slippers, a friggin' chicken McNugget body pillow for 69 bucks, and everything is sold out. Everything. Employees at McDonald's, they get them for free once they actually start arriving so that they can promote the collabo. Quote, since the collaboration was announced yesterday, the Utah stores fielded tons of calls about the meal and merchandise. One woman came to the store and asked if she could buy one of the teas off an employee's back for her son. The manager said, I asked her if this is the coolest thing to happen to McDonald's. Scott, after all, is the first celebrity to have their own McDonald's item since Michael Jordan's Mick Jordan special in 92. You know what she said? This is the first time customers and employees are really excited about something, end quote. And what's important here for Mickey D's? Well, obviously selling the meals, and damn, it's working. GQ called around 66 McDonald's around the country, and the repeating answer to the question was, wow, we sold a lot of Travis Scott meals. Quote, that's the power of Scott. He can turn just about anything, including regular burgers, McDonald's merchandise, and chicken nugget body pillows into must-cop items. It's interesting to see people really hyped about it, even though it's a regular burger with the same ingredients we already have here, the Orange County manager said. You could literally just make it, you know? (laughs) Oh, that was a great quote. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And for those of you that like to stick around for the bonus news, here's a couple of things that happened today and over the weekend. Looks like the FBI is really excited about finding a bunch of AirPod knockoffs and claiming that they were able to seize a shipment coming into the U.S. But turns out, if you look at the photos, they were from OnePlus. Now granted, OnePlus is not a big name in America, but they're a huge name overseas and in China. So yeah, they are a ripoff of AirPods, but not knockoff AirPods. Bad move there, FBI. What else happened here? Um, Elon Musk, even though he's trying to send us to Mars, well, he doesn't exactly think that the first few people are going to survive. He said, quote, good chance you'll die, but it'll be pretty glorious if it works out. Not exactly a ringing endorsement or 
way to get me to sign up for that first ticket. Elon fail. And lastly, if you did see the NFL yesterday, the game of the week was the Buccaneers versus the Saints because everyone wanted to see what was going to happen with their new quarterback, who I'm calling Tim Bradley because I just can't really get excited about that real name. And honestly, he had kind of a weak showing. I'm a little disappointed. I mean, he definitely still has a strong arm, but he's got a lot of work to do to get in sync with the rest of that team. It sure ain't the Patriots, and it does look like he is a system quarterback who's no longer in a good system. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. He's got all the weapons on that team, at least on offense. The defense still got a long way to go, but it is just week one. We'll see what happens throughout the rest of the year, and I'm still excited, but uh, I don't know if I'm claiming Super Bowl anymore. Anyways, it's Monday, the start of the week. I hope you guys are ready for a good one, and as always, remember, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all you do. Dodge the rest and catch up with me because I got you with the news.